three teams remain in the running for the 2020 Stanley Cup, a number that could be down to two if the Tampa Bay Lightning win tonight. Darren Millard with the VGK Daily Podcast, tracking the Eastern Conference Final to start this episode. The Islanders' gutsy overtime victory on Tuesday forced a Game 6, preventing the Lightning from advancing to the Stanley Cup Final for a third time in franchise history. The Bolts enter tonight's action in Alberta with a three-games-to-two series advantage. Now, one must wonder what Semyon Varlamov has planned should the Islanders win in overtime to force a decisive seventh game. It was Varlamov who slid across the center ice logo at Rogers Place after his Islanders pulled out that victory and remained alive. Dallas awaits the winner of the Islanders-Tampa Bay set, having qualified for the championship series via a five-game victory over the Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. Eliminated from the postseason and now home from the Edmonton bubble, Vegas held its end-of-season media availability this week. General Manager Kelly McCrimmon, Coach Pete DeBoer, and several players spoke yesterday. A dip in goal production was a popular topic, raised to almost all. There was some clarification to the severity of Mark Stone's injury, while Pete DeBoer also offered insight as to the possibility the organization could name its first captain prior to the start of next season. The Golden Knights allowed less than two goals a game in the decisive series against Dallas. But those stingy stats has not stopped the decision to install Robin Leonard as the number one goaltender in the playoffs from continuing to be a story after the season ended. General Manager Kelly McCrimmon was questioned about the reported contract extension that Robin Leonard has denied is in place. While asked again about his deployment of Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, head coach Pete DeBoer walked the media through what went into that decision. My handling of the goalie situation is consistent from day one through, you know, today or next training camp. We're, we're going to play the best goalie that gives us the opportunity uh, to win that night. And, um, you know, when, when, uh, you're opening the door to, to talk about this. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give you my insight into it. Uh, and, and as frank as I can be, uh, when we traded for Robin, uh, Robin, uh, when you look at the stats over the, the previous two years, uh, has been an elite goalie in the league in two different situations on two different teams, uh, in almost every category. And, uh, we played them, basically split them in, into the paws. Uh, and, uh, you know, Robin played at an elite level and, and Flower played at a very good level. Um, we came out of the paws, went into training camp. Uh, again, I, I went in with the idea that if, if both guys played at an equal level, we would have given Flower the, uh, the starts out of respect and what he's done for the franchise here. But Flower came into came into camp and, and unfortunately had an injury. Robin played at a really elite level. We split them through the round robin. Uh, robin again was at an elite level. Flower was at a very good level, and and uh, you know we we made that tough decision. And uh, I don't regret that. Um, no no one has more respect for for Flower as a person or a teammate or his uh, resume and what he's done for this franchise and through his career. Uh, but we made 
the decisions that, that gave us the best opportunity to win. And, uh, you know, we're going to do that again going forward. Marc-Andre Fleury has been the face of the franchise and is, uh, you know, a tremendous goalie and an even better person. So, um, you know, he's led our team uh, from its inception. Uh, I was uh, very transparent at the trade deadline. Uh, why we added Robin Leonard, uh, I think it was real clear about that without going through it. Uh, again, uh, interestingly at that time, it was uh, management and the pro staff that felt uh, the strongest about uh, improving our goaltending. If, uh, if anything happened with Mark andre we, we felt that we had done a really good job of building our team. We liked a lot of things about our team, but we thought we were at risk, which we were, of course, trying to, uh, trying to minimize. But, um, you know, the first seven games, I guess the only seven games after the trade deadline, uh, Peter rotated the goalies. And, um, you know, who's to say if we'd have finished the regular season and the playoffs began in April like they ordinarily would, um, you know, I, I don't know what would have happened. But, you know, as a manager, your last chance to improve your team is at the trade deadline. Uh, when you look uh, just in the kind of 10 days leading up to the trade deadline, it was the trade for Alec Martinez, who uh, was a great contributor to our team. We added Nick Cousins right at the deadline to give us more depth uh, at forward. And then the morning of uh, the trade deadline, we, uh, of course, added uh, Robin. And from there, you know, you hand the team to the coaches and they, uh, and they coach the team. I don't think that uh, it's, uh, it's wise or healthy to have – uh, management uh, making lineup decisions. I don't think that that's how it works in the NHL. I don't think it's how it, it should work. And uh, Peter felt really confident after we went through uh, phase two and phase three that Robin was uh, the guy that was going to give us the best chance to win. And that's, uh, that's his job. That's his job. And was it uh, uh, unfortunate for Marc-Andre Fleury and, and, uh, and uh, his situation? It really was. And to uh, have empathy for, uh, for him and how that played out, I really do. But it was not, uh, you know, as some are suggesting, it was not the master plan. In fact, uh, Pete was uh, not even uh, that interested in us acquiring a goalie at the trade deadline. As I mentioned, it was more uh, management and our pro scouting staff that felt uh, real strongly about it. So, you know, that's, uh, that's how it played out. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I support uh, Peter fully. Uh, he's our head coach and he makes uh, those decisions. I know uh, exactly what his reasons are for picking his lineup any night that we play. Uh, it's about uh, it's about winning and icing the lineup that you feel gives you the best chance to win. So uh, I respect uh, those decisions, and that's um, you know that's that's the that's the history of the motivation behind the deal and what uh, and what happened along the way between now and uh, the draft, now and uh, free agency on the 9th of October. Uh, we have some pending uh, unrestricted uh, free agents. We have some restricted uh, free agents. We've got decisions to make. And those are the types of discussions that we'll have. And uh, uh, those are the decisions that we've got to make. We don't have those answers for you uh, right now. But that's, uh, uh, you know, first order of business, I think, uh, in many respects, is to, uh, to sort that out. From an organization standpoint, you know, I think we've been consistent that, uh, you know, we don't talk about contracts uh, until they're finalized. And, uh, you know, these are decisions that we have to make. And that's what makes this time of year that we're heading into uh, extremely important. And uh, we want to do the best, uh, the best work that we can. Where does that leave the goaltending today? Flurry has two years remaining on his contract. Robin Leonard is slated to become an unrestricted free agent on October 9th. From who did and will be keeping the puck out of the net 
to the task of filling the goal at the other end. A drop-off in offensive production received a lot of the responsibility in falling shy of the Stanley Cup final. It was a heavily covered topic over the final eight games in the bubble, stretching from the series against Vancouver into that five-game loss against the Dallas Stars. And the postseason started with a similar theme. We start with Kelly McCrimmon, followed by Pete DeBoer, Shea Theodore, and Paul Stastny. I think that we were uh, happy with the construction of our team. You know, we had some real good players that, uh, you know, had uh, had trouble scoring uh, as the playoffs went along. But um, I, I don't. I never felt uh, that it was a personnel issue. It's it's a lot harder at playoff time to score. And Pete uh, touched on that. I know that uh, I heard. Uh, Jim Neal and one of his uh, media availabilities talking about it takes a certain team to get into the playoffs and a certain team to get through the playoffs. And, uh, you know, over the three years, we think that uh, this is our best team that we've had. We thought that we had built a team uh, that could win a Stanley Cup. And uh, a lot of work goes into that. Uh, there's other teams that do the same thing. So uh, when you get to the to the final four, you know, likely if we're honest in any given year, the teams in the final four, any one of those teams could uh, probably be a Stanley Cup champion. And unfortunately for us this time around, uh, we aren't. And uh, we do wish we would have scored more. But I don't, uh, you know, I think we want to... Um, you know, you need to be, as a manager, you need to be cautious, cautious not to get caught up in the emotion of it. Um, you know, we have a good roster. We've been to the conference finals twice in three years. I think you need to be cautious that you don't overreact and start uh, making a, a number of changes because uh, we're not far away. And, uh, and I think that that's uh, most likely the approach that we will, uh, we will adopt here as we, uh, you know, evaluate not only where we are today, but where we, uh, where we hope to go in the future. If you're going to win, you have to be a team that if they take away rush, you can you can uh, grind some goals. If they take penalties, you can make them play with the power uh, with your power play. And um, so there's some some things we can learn there, and uh, some things we can get better at. I, I don't believe it's a personnel thing. I think uh, sometimes it's a mindset, sometimes it's habit, sometimes it's it's learning tough lessons that uh, okay, I see now, you know how uh, how offense is going to have to be created if a team takes certain things away from you. You know, we didn't have that scoring touch. Um, you know, I think we went through some of those games and, um, you know, they went through our grade A scoring chances. I don't know how many times we had it in the slot. And, uh, um, you know, we just couldn't quite get the puck up or, you know, we'd hit the post. You know, there's a couple, couple just, you know, bounces that didn't exactly go our way that, you know, over the course of a, a playoff series would have, would have been huge. But, um, you know, I think overall when you, when you face that adversity and you face the Hawk goalie and, you know, a team that really, really plays well defensively, I think you just have to, you have to get inside, you have to get in front of the net. And, um, you know, a lot of it is just bearing down on those chances. And, you know, we just didn't have that this, this uh, postseason. It was weird because when we lost, we weren't sitting there. There wasn't lots of regrets going in your head. I think there wasn't a lot of things that you would have changed. I think the way we played, the way – you know, the opportunities we had, the, you know, the way we fought at the end of every game was, is, you know, we should have won or could have won and, and some of them we didn't. And that's just sometimes that's the way it is and sometimes it's just not meant to be. But, um, you know, I've been part of, I've been on teams in the past where you are now and you lose a series and afterwards it's just, yeah, we just straight up got beat or weren't as good or, you know, I wish we would have done better here. I wish we would have done better there. So I think, you know, to me, um, probably the biggest difference was just our, our power play wasn't, 
you know, on point. And then I think we tried tinkering a little bit because I think especially in playoffs, I think special teams is so important. Um, obviously, it's kind of difference, you know, between it between winning a game and losing a game. And I mean, if you look at the last game, that's a perfect example. I think they scored two power play goals. Uh, we had some chances that we scored nine. And, um, you know, you lose that game. But I think that, you know, it's just so important if you look at the teams that make it to the finals or make it as far, you know, their penalty killing is always, you know, tops of playoffs and their power plays right there. Next up on the offense, three of the big stars up front. Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, the line mates, speak after Riley Smith. Yeah, you're going to need a little bit of luck along along the route. And um, it seemed like in the last couple of series, we, we didn't get any of it. So, um, you know, those timely goals, they're, they're huge in the playoffs, especially when you're playing defensive-minded teams like we did in the last two series. Um, we didn't find any of those goals and uh, that stuff because I, I think we played really well. You know, you need a little bit of magic along the way to – to really win so um you know i felt like we had that a couple of years ago and we just haven't had it the last couple of seasons when that many top guys on your team are struggling you definitely have to look for reasons why but um we also talked as a team as we were we thought you know we were getting to some good areas we were getting a lot of pucks and in, in traffic through but just my personal opinion, I think oftentimes, you know, having that poise and that confidence to make that second play or to, to make a poise play to make, uh, you know, a shot opportunity easier in the line mate. I think that's what you watch a lot of the top players in the playoffs. They have that poise, uh, no matter if it's game seven or if it's, you know, a preseason game, it seems like they never lose their poise. And, and that's kind of where I'm much frustrated with myself is, you know, kind of, uh, lost that poise and just seemed like I was putting pucks on it, but, um, you know, wasn't playing with that real poise that I normally play with. And I think that comes with confidence. And I think uh, sometimes you can regain that confidence on the power play, but uh, myself and others on the team, I don't think we're able to do so. Anytime you get into the playoffs, you always think you can win. Um, but I agree this year uh, felt different. Um, that was probably the best team I've ever been on. Um, deepest uh, at every position and um, we felt going in we had a, as good a chance to win the Stanley Cup as anyone um, you know even if you yeah, you know you feel like you could have won almost uh, all those games and um, you know you lose two in overtime you lose one by one goal uh, you lose the first game one nothing um, you know you just need a big play at, at a big time to flip that so um for me personally, I kind of feel uh, I wish I could have done more. And I think there's a lot of us that feel like we and we wish we could have done more. Stone was able to play in the season-ending overtime defeat, recording a team-leading five shots in the loss. It was a strong performance considering his status seemed to be in doubt after being hobbled by a puck off the foot in Game 4. Stone addressed his health. Um, I was all right, uh... Obviously, it didn't feel great taking the puck off the foot, but um, I was able to manage uh, and feel uh, as close to 100% as I could. No news is good news there. The shortest answer of the day belonged to the head coach, a response by Pete DeBoer that cemented the idea the Golden Knights will begin its fourth season with somebody wearing the captain's C. 
I know you said it uh, before the restart, but the next time you guys take the ice, do you anticipate someone wearing a C on their sweater? Yes. No name was given, and we don't know when the decision will be made and subsequently announced. It may also be tied to more clarity on a date for next season's start. Tomorrow on the VGK Daily, our final episode on this playoff odyssey. We will bring you a great story involving Derek England, one of support for his teammates in the bubble, and a desire to remain a golden knight at the trade deadline. Plus, what does a player do when the offseason takes place in the fall? That's tomorrow. Talk to you then. I'm Darren Millard, and this is the VGK Daily Podcast, a presentation of the Vegas Golden Knights.